0: What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday. It's time to go over my favorite underdog picks. Finally, a positive week. Last week, trying to make it 2-0 and this week. First up, we've got two four-pick combos. So no 21 this week, but we do have two four-pick combos. Number one is going to be from the Cardinals at Texans game. No team has allowed a higher catch rate. Percentage over expected to wide receivers than the Arizona Cardinals. And most teams that do this, right? Most teams that allow a very high catch rate do so because they funnel everything really close to the line of scrimmage. And they're saying, we're okay giving you a high yards per reception or high catch rate, excuse me, but we're not going to give you a high yards perception, right? So one's high, the other's low, vice versa. Teams that play a ton of man coverage might give up a very low catch rate, but then a a very high yards perception. Arizona gives up high in both. So it is a very, very good matchup for wide receivers. That is really good for the Texans who have some very good wide receivers. They're also a team that is on fire right now. Like CJ Stroud is on absolute fire. He's like in the MVP consideration right now in the talk for that. Uh, so I would just correlate everything, right? If we think that things set up well for the wider receivers, plus Noah Brown is out, so it consolidates it a little bit more on Tank Dell and Nico Collins, who is going to play this week. Um, if you're going to take higher on Tank Dell, higher on Nico Collins, well, you might as well take higher on CJ Stroud. So I would say 254 and a half passing yards Higher on that for Stroud. and then both Nico and Tanktel are at 56 and a half receiving yards. Take higher on both of those. I have seen a little bit of data out there that suggests that it's not a terrible matchup for um, Dalton Schultz. I don't think I would go with three pass catchers all going higher. Um, and also, there's other data suggests that it's a bad matchup for tight end so because of conflicting data there uh, we're gonna go with the wide receivers take higher on those and we're gonna correlate it on the Cardinals side right because we do still want the cardinals to do something on offense and force the texans to throw because even if the texans are finding success through the air well if arizona is doing absolutely nothing then what do we have here right we have a game where they go off in the first half and they run a bunch second half and we don't hit so if we look at the texans defense they are very very strong overall they have a very good defense but only one team has allowed more running back receiving yards per game over expected than the houston texans it is a great matchup for receiving production for the arizona cardinals running backs uh we saw james con return last week zero targets so that's one thing in the back of your mind that you're like well maybe that workload won't be there um but the matchup is obviously much better for him this week. And we've historically seen James Conner get up there in receiving totals. Like we have seen a lot of really good games from him. Uh, he's pretty obviously their best running back, so he should be out there a little bit more this week, too. Second week recovered from his injury, second so week back from that injury. Um, ultimately, though underdogs not confident yet Uh, usually underdog posts a lot more of their lines on saturday when the video goes up on sunday morning they gain a lot more confidence in these things uh right now i don't know what the line is but as long as it's not like you know 25 at least not be 25 to 30 yards it's probably gonna be around 15 or so if it's in that general range i would attach that to the other three do four picks there uh and definitely use insurance remember if you're doing four picks Always use insurance. If you don't know what that is, it's just that button at the bottom. When you have the picks in there, Uh, you click that and basically you're allowed to get one wrong. So as long as we get three of the four picks here, we're going to hit. Obviously, your payout is going to be less if you're turning on insurance. But the math works out to where you want to do that. Another four-player combo I like is part of the Bears at Lions game. No team has allowed a higher catch rate over expected to tight ends than the Chicago Bears and no team has allowed more receiving yards over expected to running backs than the Bears Uh, this is a great spot obviously for Sam Laporta for Jameer Gibbs plus those are just two of their best players right obviously St. Brown is probably their best player you'd say on offense but two of the players they were going to use regardless so this is not just picking a player being like well they never use them but the matchup says they should now these are two players that they're probably going to use in the receiving game and so it just sets up well on average plus the matchup is very good uh the bears have also allowed the seventh most passing yards per game against them and they're pretty strong against wide receivers. That's kind of why everything gets funneled to running backs in the receiving game and to tight ends in the receiving game because they're pretty strong against wide receivers. And so if we're going to take, you know, higher on Sam Laporta, higher on uh, Jameer Gibbs, we can still take Goff because we have those two, even though Amandre St. Brown might not be as likely to hit is higher. So Sam Laporta higher than 44 and a half receiving yards. Jameer Gibbs higher than 25 and a half receiving yards. Jared Goff higher than 276 and a half passing yards. On the flip side, look at the Bears. Same thing we we're doing. We we're saying, okay, well, we think Texans go off. We should probably pick something on the other side of this game. Uh, the Lions also have a very, very strong overall defense, and there's no clear area to attack them, but they are weakest against wide receivers and that you know, kind of makes sense because they're so good at stopping the run, just like the, the Bears are as well, um, but they're so good at stopping the run, the team's like, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't be running the ball. Then you're like, okay, well, I mean, the Bears are what, like nine, nine and a half point underdogs here? Pretty unlikely, we'll say, that the Bears are just sticking to their guns, they're running the ball a ton, they get down a few scores, they're still running the ball. Like The most likely game script here is trailing for the Bears, and If they can be competitive at all in this game, you have to think that D.J. Moore is the one that did it. And since we want the game to be competitive, we don't want the Bears, you know, to fall down by three touchdowns and have the Lions run the ball every play in the second half. D.J. Moore is a very important piece of this. He's by far their best wide receiver. And again, you just you kind of need someone on the Bears to do something if they're going to keep pace with the Lions and keep them throwing the ball. So I would add on him again, Laporta. 44 and a half receiving yards higher on there, Gibbs higher than 25 and a half, Goff higher than 276 and a half, and then DJ Moore higher than 59 and a half receiving yards and again use insurance, always use insurance on four pick combos. Looking at some solo picks, I like this week. Uh, If we're looking at tight end matchups, some difficult matchups for tight ends, the Giants and the 49ers are actually the toughest matchups by a fairly wide margin. No team limits yards per reception to tight ends more than San Fran, and only the Giants limit catch rate more. Uh, That is a very lethal combo that San Fran has in being, you know, first in yards perception allowed on like the negative end, right? Like not allowing yards perception, and then second and catch, right? Like you can't throw to them, and it's not even coming deep downfield. Uh, so Logan Thomas is gonna take on the Giants. Kate Otten is gonna take on San Fran, playing at San Fran. These are also two tight ends that you know are certainly not the primary read for their teams, right? McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, they all have higher target shares than Logan Thomas. Kate Otten is Third in target share in the Bucks, but he's, you know, right ahead of the running back, Rashad White. Um, and also, you know, Godwin Evans, they dominate the show over there, so they're way ahead of Kate Otten. Kate Otten's also only gone higher in this mark in three of nine games this season. So it's pretty unlikely that in you know, a horrific matchup, like a truly horrific matchup against the 49ers, he's gonna make it his fourth. And I would correlate it with Mike Evans. I would just say, okay, well, if we don't think they're throwing a Kate Otten. But we think they're throwing it because they're going to be trailing. And wide receivers with a better matchup, why wouldn't we take higher on Mike Evans? Hope that he hits on some deep shots. And obviously, you know, if he hits for a 40, 50-yard play, well, those are yards that are directly going to Mike Evans and not going to Kate Otten. And especially if he hits for a long touchdown, well, no, that just gets them right off the field, puts San Fran on there, and Cade Otten didn't get any sort of receiving yards. And so uh, in what's not an easy matchup, but a matchup that Mike Evans can absolutely win in, 55 and a half receiving yards. That's more than reasonable for Mike Evans. He's gone higher than that mark in six of nine weeks. I take higher on him and then lower on Cade on. And then going back to Logan Thomas, 35 and a half receiving yards. I take the lower on that as well. Again, no team allows a lower catch rate over expected than the Giants against tight ends. And then you think, okay, projected game script here. The Giants are horrible. Like they're by, honestly like by far the worst team in the NFL right now. Usually you have these weeks where they're just throwing the ball what 50 like maybe not 50 times but in that like 45 pass attempt range for Sam Howell if we're going to see him drop way down because this is finally a game where they can run the ball they're going to get up they don't need to throw the ball if we see a lower pass attempt game in a bad matchup like that line is too high for Logan Thomas uh, another individual pick I like is Josh Jobs, over 260 rushing plus um Passing yards almost said rushing plus receiving. There, uh, 260 rushing plus passing for Dobbs. Uh, Denver's defense has definitely been getting better, like, they were horrible to start the year. And you could argue how bad were they because, like, most of that terrible production just came in that one game against. The Dolphins and then I believe like the next week they got smoked by the Bears but it was really just two bad games for them that kind of like made them look really really bad they've been recovering they've been doing a lot better recently but Dobbs has been playing out of his mind and there's a very real chance that Jefferson returns I most certainly like this a lot worse if Jefferson does not play But it kind of seems like he's trending in the right direction. Seems like he's going to play this week. And I would definitely be fine taking this if he's declared out. My guess is the line would drop, though. So if you're very concerned, you're like, I don't know if he plays. I don't want to take it yet. Maybe wait for the news. Turn on push notifications for something. Adam Scheffner or something like that. uh, Whatever you want to use. Once he is ruled in. My guess is that the line goes higher, and then if he's ruled out, the line goes lower. They're probably just kind of playing the middle game here, um, but I like it either way. I mean, Vegas is also projecting the Vikings as slight underdogs this week, and we know what the Vikings can do in a thrilling game script, right? They can throw the ball a ton. Uh, they can be very, very aggressive, push the ball downfield, play at a fast rate. Um, Dobbs also blew past this mark in his only start for the team last week and much tougher matchup he did so a few times on the cardinals too. the cardinals who play slower who try to run it more who have worse skill players like he's been great josh doms has been awesome this season he's got the skill players again if jefferson comes back this week i really like this pick but i'd take it even not knowing it final pick for week 11 is Deontay johnson higher than 46 and a half receiving yards the browns certainly have a strong defense. It's certainly not a game I want to attack overall. This is the only one really taking here. Um you know, it's a 33 point total. Like I'm expecting a ton of punts, not very many touchdowns. But this is a low line. And for deontay Johnson, deontay Johnson's a fantastic wide receiver, 46 and a half yards. Fortunately, too, if anyone you know can do something against the Browns defense, it is Deontay Johnson. They play a ton of man coverage um, that makes them susceptible to big plays. So they reduce catch rate a lot. They play very heavy man that's going to reduce catch rate, but they reduce it more than any team in the league. But they do give up big plays, especially to elite route runners, people who can get open against man coverage, not people who are zone beaters well, that's Deontay. Deontay is absolutely someone who can shred man coverage. This is the matchup for Deontay Johnson. And again, 46 and a half isn't anything crazy. Uh, Only week he's gone lower than that mark was last week against the Packers, but the Packers also run very little man coverage. So it wasn't really a matchup where you'd expect Deontay Johnson to dominate. Um, So again, I would not go crazy here. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm taking Deontay. I'm going to take the passing over on uh, Pickens. I'm going to take all the, the rushing hires, like No, we don't need to be crazy in this spot. Again, I'm not saying he's going off. It's 46 and a half for the line. But I do think things set up well for Deontay Johnson this week. And it doesn't look like it when you look at the line. So those are my favorite underdog picks this week. I have at least 10 more up on the website right now. If you want to check that out, thefencefootballadvice.com. Also, if you want some action this week, you've not yet signed up for underdog, do so today. Use promo code FFA. Make a minimum $10 deposit. You're not only... Going to be able to play with these picks this week, uh, but you're going to get that deposit doubled up to $100. Uh, you're going to email from me the following morning, giving you all my underdog picks for the rest of the season for free, my weekly running back and wide receiver reports for free, and then my rest of season strength of schedule data again for free. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy If you did, have a hit the like button and have subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.